Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Let me just read from a global news story about what changes or what has changed. As far as impaired driving issues are concerned, mandatory alcohol screening, the new law, gives police officers the authority to demand breathalyzer tests from any driver they pull over. Previously, officers could only test drivers if they had a reasonable suspicion the person was impaired. Any driver who refuses to take the test can also be charged. And no more bolus drinking defense. Before December the 18th, drivers could use the bolus drinking defense, arguing they consumed alcohol just before driving and it was not absorbed yet. The new law eliminates this defense by making it illegal to be at or over the alcohol limit within two hours of being behind the wheel. This has got everybody in this country talking. It's got uh, lawyers expressing their points of view. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association is is into this. Mothers Against Drunk Drivers supports it. Uh, Let's cut to the chase and get to the issue Canada is talking about, and that is police having the legal option, as we understand it, to knock on your door, my door, up to two hours after we've been driving, and demand a breathalyzer. There's so much wrong with this from the layperson's perspective. It's staggering. I gather from at least some in the legal profession as well. Our friend Ari Goldkind joins us, criminal lawyer in Toronto, media commentator. Are we understanding this correctly, Ari? The police can come to your door and say, you've driven in the last two hours, and within the last two hours, we want to do a breathalyzer. Unfortunately, this issue has been so perverted in the last couple of days with people with too much skin in the game uh, that I think the layperson has been misled here. Uh, I, there's nothing to see here. The sky is not falling. Here's why. Nothing has changed when it comes to people such as police officers coming to your door. If there's a tip, for example, that you just left uh, the Scotiabank Arena watching the Maple Leafs win or lose, and you're driving erratically, and somebody takes down your license plate in a 911 call, the police in the past and still now have every single right that you can imagine to come to your door, knock on your door, and if you answer, I emphasize, if you answer, demand that you blow for about three seconds into the machine. The only difference now, and the, the, the changes in the impaired driving legislation laws are very different in other areas, but in this area, before, if you answer the door, they'd have to see some glassy eyes, uh, maybe smell some booze on your breath. They don't have to do that anymore. They just have to have a reasonable basis to be at your door. So this idea that's been permeated by one news story across the country, that somehow police have this expanded power to come to your door, break down your door, uh, violate your civil rights, it's all, in my respectful view, with all due respect to my fellow criminal defense lawyers, nonsense. And in fact, the layperson, to use the term you use, Roy, should be much happier with the changes in these laws now because they will inevitably send a greater and stronger message that uh, drinking and driving will be taken far more seriously and you will have far fewer abilities to pay a bunch of money to a lawyer like me to throw a bunch of technicalities at the wall in a courtroom and be acquitted even though you are two or three times over the legal limit. Okay, so here's the what if. Yeah. What if you haven't been drinking? Yeah. What if someone reports you to the police for whatever reason, maybe they don't like you, maybe they think yeah. you were driving erratically, whatever the reason, they'll report you to the police. The police come to your door within two hours of your driving, yeah. 
Yep. And they say, blow them. Now, in the meantime, and you hadn't been driving drunk at all. In the meantime, you've had a couple of glasses of wine. Maybe you've had a beer. Maybe you've had something to drink in your house over the last two hours. This now becomes almost double jeopardy, doesn't it? Or doesn't it become double jeopardy? Well, okay. So first of all, let's look at what the problem is that we're trying to solve. The problem that was trying to solve by the Trudeau government is exactly what I illustrated in my first answer, which was people blow two or three times into the machine. They then, because impaired driving leads to the arrest of clients who have far more money than any other crime in Canada, they go to a defense lawyer's office, they pay 10 or 15 grand, the lawyer would say, I'm going to bring a bunch of charter arguments to get you off. I'm going to say the police didn't have suspicion, the police didn't pull you over properly. But remember, Roy, this is somebody who, when they were driving, was two or three times over the lead. Yeah, but what if, Ari, what if, yeah, they, weren't, what if they weren't driving, or right. weren't, weren't drunk, or hadn't had a drink, but had a drink between the time they got home and the police arriving? Right, so that, that's why I'm now going to your hypothetical. So your hypothetical, which will, and many people's hypothetical, which will now apply to 0.00000.5% of people who get in trouble, if you haven't been driving, but somebody called 911 to say you had, for example, the disgruntled spouse who wanted to jam you up, knew you were in your house drinking like a fish, called the police to jam you up to say this person was driving on the 401 or whatever roadway, even though you weren't driving, you're still going to be able to hire a good lawyer like me or the many hundreds of wonderful defense lawyers who are going to take you to court and say, even though you got charged, you blew into the machine, you had a couple, three, four glasses of wine at home, they, you were absolutely not drinking and nobody saw you on the roadway drinking besides your disgruntled ex-wife who called from her house, by the way, I'm still going to be able to get you off. Yeah, but it's, it's just wrong yeah. to be able to come to the door and say to a Canadian citizen or a resident of this country, you, we, 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 are now, we now have the right to demand a breathalyzer test. Yeah. That person has not had a damn thing to drink uh, when they were out on the road, but they've had a couple of drinks since they were home in the two hours okay. be- between so driving and the police arriving. So the breathalyzer only measures what they drank at home. Okay, so here's the problem. I couldn't respectfully disagree with you more. Why? I couldn't, disrespect, I couldn't with respect disagree with you more. Here's why. Because 99% of the time, this person is going to be driving on the road. And there are going to be two or three 911 calls going out to describe the car, the make, the model. They're weaving all over the road. They then get home and somehow think that by running into their house, they're going to evade detection. So I, even though I'm a criminal defense lawyer, say I would much rather have the 99% of people who were actually drunk and driving and running into their house thinking they're going to escape detection. I don't know, Ari. I don't know where you get the 99% number from. Because I can tell you, Roy, this is the case. These are the cases that take up more. If I, look, let me me just, let me put it here this way. If if I'm driving, I haven't had a thing to drink, but somebody gets a little road rage anger going, Maybe I've done something to upset them, cut them off, whatever. So they call the police and they say, this is the license number. This is the car. The guy's driving all over the road. He's, he's obviously drunk. The police come to my house an hour and a half after I got home. I have, in the meantime, I've had a scotch or I've had a glass of wine or had something to drink that takes me over the .08 level. Yeah. 
Yes, more than but, one. But it had nothing to do. I, I hadn't had a drink while I was driving. I've only had something to drink at home. That's just patently unfair. And I think the I think the Supreme Court of Canada is going to kick it out. No, no. So you've missed the thread here again with respect, which is I can come up with a zillion what-ifs. And if your position and other lawyers' position is the Trudeau government should protect against the once-in-a-blue-moon unicorn-like example where there's road rage, then you come home, you were sober while you were driving, then you have four glasses of wine, the police show up, and all your drinking is there. Okay, Roy, you have a point, but a lawyer's going to be able to get you off. I shouldn't have office. to, Ari, I shouldn't have to hire a lawyer for that. No, That's just no, unfair. Ab- no, no, you're absolutely wrong. Shouldn't have, no, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be charged for something that's not illegal. I drank at home, not in the car, well, not, not before then, I got into the car. Then that, that stretch, Roy, nobody should ever get arrested because everybody's presumed. But we're talking about them coming to your house, Ari. No, no, your house, again, Roy, this is the point. Your house cannot be a place where you evade detection. But I'm not evading anything. I haven't no. been drinking while I was driving. No, I drank and, while I was at home. And that is a point that will be aired out in court. Why? Why should... Why should? It's, look, I think the Supreme Court is going to kick it. We're all going to have to go out now by breathalyzers so, with a date so, and time so, stamp. So here's the question I'll fire back at you. Yeah. Let's say the person's on the roadway yeah. and they were drinking and driving. Yeah. They left the ACC or the Scotiabank or, I got you. or a wedding or bar mitzvah. I got you. They get the same call to 911. Whether it's road rage or not, they're weaving all over the road. The cops then get to the person's house, and there's no doubt they have alcohol in their system, whether it be from the ACC or from drinking in their house. And I got 10 seconds, my friend. Is it your position that because they made it home, the police shouldn't be able to make it? My position is that you don't go to somebody's house up to two hours after they've driven and then demand a breathalyzer test, and if they don't blow properly charge them criminally because they've only drunk at home. We, there's a lot more a lot more is going to happen on this area and I always appreciate the conversations. My pleasure. Thanks my friend. My thank you. There's Harry Goldkind on the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network, criminal lawyer in Toronto and media pundits. If you want to hear more, subscribe to the Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.